0: Hey guys, it's time for another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. I'm Josh Horowitz. Welcome to the latest and greatest edition of my podcast. Uh, I am talking to you. It's Sunday evening, which means uh, I have to be slightly quiet because uh, my wife is in the next room watching The Good Wife, and um, this is a sacred time for her. So I can't disturb her, so I'm going to keep it relatively quiet. Uh, So between you and me, here's what you need to know. Uh, This week's episode is uh, one of the best working young actors today, and also one of the most candid. Um, Miles Teller is awesome in his new film whiplash which we talk about a bit in this you're going to be hearing a lot about this it opens october 10th uh i would presume it's going to spread around the country uh and get into the awards hunt because it is a terrific piece of art that debuted in sundance last january that's where i first saw it and it's basically this crazy mano a mano um psychological thriller um between Miles' character and J.K. Simmons. It's a great piece of work, a great showpiece for both of them. It takes place in kind of the wor- world of like jazz drumming, which sounds bizarre, but uh, trust me, it's riveting, great performances, uh, a great young filmmaker behind it. I can't uh, uh, endorse it enough. Go see Whiplash. Uh, but in the meantime, listen to this great conversation with Miles. Uh, Miles, as you probably know by now, is. Um, he kind of came to the fore first in a movie called Rabbit Hole. You might have seen him in Opposite Nicole Kidman. Uh, but then, uh, in the last couple of years, has really uh, come to the fore with roles in Spectacular Now and Divergent. And he is the lead in the new Fantastic Four film, which is a big, big comic book movie, obviously, coming out next summer. Uh, and Miles and I uh, always have a good time. He is one of the most candid uh, actors working today and is always makes for a fun conversation and this one is no different uh so without any further ado as always guys uh before uh, i launch into the podcast hit me up on twitter uh rate and review the show on itunes you know the drill spread the word uh and in the meantime enjoy this uh conversation with miles teller i, I can go into the other room now i'm gonna see if she's still watching uh, apparently the cops are coming for me too okay here's miles bye
1: after I finished Spectacular, now they gave me a list of like coming of age films I had to see. Sure. Where it was like The Graduate. Say, say anything. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's risky business. Yeah, sure. Risky business. I didn't know it was about a fucking prostitute. It's, it's
0: pretty risqué. I mean, yeah. <laughs> racing. Um, did, did you so did you watch the others? Did you watch say anything?
1: Uh, I watched say anything that does not hold up.
0: No, no. Aww. The
1: dad is like laying in the bathtub with this weird synthesized mood music because he's contemplating suicide because all the bills and he can't pay them and he's that That's like That subplot and it's this weird push in. <laughs> that's just like, but no. But Cusack's acting style, I mean, that that holds up. Of course, he's just you know supernatural and stuff. Yeah. But the movie, I was like,
0: I think even at the time, honestly, I remember the subplot of the dad and the embezzling and everything felt a little. Okay, we yeah. didn't need that in there. Yeah, we're often running miles. It's happening. Do you feel right. it? Do you feel the energy in the air?
1: No, I'm just looking into your eyes. The, the the, whole there's room, no energy the in whole there. Room, the whole room disappears after that. <laughs> really?
0: Yeah. That's that's saying a lot because there's a lot in this room. I know. To just suck in. Not
1: aware of all of it. <laughs> um, it's always good to see you, my friend. It's good to see you. Thanks for seeing me on Rosh Hashanah. I know that's. like... Well, a, you know, this is
0: this. You know, this is the only way to celebrate a Jewish holiday. Right. Is to talk about a uh, great um, thriller set in the world of. Uh, Jazz drumming, yeah. right? Yeah, that's yeah. a tradition. That's a Jewish tradition. It's
1: you know, I'm only a quarter Jewish, so I, it's the, I missed out on a lot of the uh, the proper,
0: proper, So no bar Medicaid. mitzvah, no. No
1: bar mitzvah. How is that? Raised? My great grandfather was, or no, my grandfather. And Jennifer Lawrence with that is super weird. Is that Bradley and yeah, that's, Jen? A, that's a
0: combo uh, for the reference of those just listening to this. She looks that is a combo of Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence morphed together.
1: That is bizarre, horrifying, right? you have a pretty flashy room here, Josh?
0: Really? Thank you, I appreciate that. Uh, it's New York chic. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's very modern. Yeah, so like the yeah. white, very white. It's great. It's a beautiful painting you did there. That's uh, Danny McBride did that painting of me. Oh wow. He's a good artist. Did he paint it with his own sh- penis? Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
1: Penis with literal shit. Oh my God. Uh, Wait, stay on target. We have to yes. talk about Judaism. Right, no. so my grandfather, uh, my last name was originally Talitsky. Oh, okay. I, we were Russian Jews that came in. Yeah. And so, but my grandmother converted my grandfather to Catholicism. Okay. And then I was just raised, you know, just Christian, like Seventh day Adventist.
0: Got it, got it. But Yeah. Um, since uh, religion is maybe the smallest part of my life, I'm like the least Jewish Horowitz you'll ever meet. Right. Like no bar mitzvah, no Hebrew school, nothing. It's probably more fruitful to talk about movies with you. Yeah. Shouldn't well, we? We could talk
1: about whatever you want, man. Really? I don't know the. I don't know the. The.
0: You're not a big fan of Happy Second Fuse the podcast? What's well, your podcast?
1: That's the thing about podcasts. You can go off the walls, you can go right? Crazy. Man. Talk about anything. I'll just talk to you about. My abusive father and no, my
0: alcoholic mother and I was... <laughs> no, I, I had
1: four grandparents, like, too
0: much. Too, too too many? Just too many. Really? How would you rank your grandparents? Because I couldn't
1: love all of them enough. Right. <laughs> you know, and so I beat myself up about that. Oh. But yeah, so Whiplash is... Uh, How are
0: you feeling, man? It's, it's a big it's day. cool, yeah, it's cool. Day after New York Film Festival, big premiere last yeah, night. Yeah,
1: yeah. First I, time at the New York Film Festival, too.
0: Oh, Really? yeah so I, I talked to you first about this. I saw this first at Sundance, and right. on, honestly, it's such an awesome piece of work man yeah. you and JK. kill it as this Damien as a director who yeah. you know a lot of people will not be familiar with this work until this obviously, right. but um, he's clearly that's why I
1: signed on to his next movie. So I heard by that. the time people figure out this one i' like I've already locked him in
0: yeah, no, totally because often you see like you'll see something that's just like an acting piece where it's like okay it's it's a good vehicle for actors and right. this is that, but right this is a you can Filmmaker. tell,
1: yeah, you can tell. Especially, I think once people are finding out, you know, that we filmed it in 19 days, yeah. and then he had edited and everything in 10 weeks. I think yeah. after that, and you just you see his—he's just so confident. And there is, you know, for me, it's that shot right in the beginning when Andrew's sitting there and uh, the other drummer, played by Austin Stoles, is at the you know doorway with his girlfriend, and he rubs her hand behind his hair, and Damien goes for this very cool artsy like close-up and shh right and the sound of it and then you feel like okay that's a pretty confident hand yeah you know behind that uh, behind that camera so what
0: well, when you so you, it's a 19 day shoot which is insane so when yeah. you approach something like that versus you know you've done obviously fantastic 4 I'm sure it was a much longer thing a diversion or longer shoots is it a different mindset where it's like okay from I have to hit the ground running like the first yeah. morning like there's not there's no wiggle room here I mean
1: i I enjoy it because you're 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 going the whole time you know what i mean and you do you do legitimately like two or three scenes a day it's right. it's not you know you'll do like a i think on whiplash we probably averaged yeah like six and a half pages a day so you'll do a you know a four page scene uh you know and then you know eight page scenes eighth page scene you know two pages and then something else you're right. really doing all these parts and they're all over the map and and yeah it's nice it's a different it's a different muscle whereas you know Fantastic Four you get a lot more coverage and that's nice because you get a lot more opportunity to kind of you know fill in a, a performance you can do it from a lot of different angles or you can you can really do uh, you you just get more time with it right which is nice but a lot of the time I think it's better when you're just pure instinct and you don't have time to sit there and do you just wink at me Maybe. Did you guys catch that?
0: No, no, no. We're oh, going to cut that out. That was we're gonna a slow gonna... wink. No, no, no. It was. It was... <laughs> <laughs> I got you. No, I was, it was a nod <laughs> with like a blink. Right. It was a, no, a blink sure, nod. because yeah, people knew that. Right? <laughs> I feel like at this stage of a relationship, right. I should feel comfortable winking at you without you taking it to a weird place. Look, I just, I, it was from me to you. You didn't have to project for the cameras. And I was just
1: acknowledging that you were
0: Usually I'm sense. the one that makes things weird. You're the one that okay. Thank you for pr- turning it. You got the weird <laughs> smile <laughs> afterwards. Um, where were we? But we're yeah, so it's, it's just over. a
1: different thing. And at the end of the day, man, like I I have an appetite for both. Uh, yeah. If you want to literally live out of your car, then you can do independent films your whole life because right. you don't you just don't you know make any money, and that's not even something you know. Hopefully that you're thinking about. Everybody shows up for you know for the love of of that project and right i just think you go into every movie wanting to make you know the best possible version of it so hopefully you you pick something that in the case of whiplash just had had really you know high aspirations like that script there's plenty of places in the movie where you can watch and just be like ah oh, this what are you kidding me I'm, I'm not i clock out because this teacher is just so insane he's throwing chairs it's like right. come on man but because you know, JK is so good and and, you know, Damien writes a script that I think pushes as far as you can go while still, you know, maintaining its integrity and, and remaining grounded. Yeah. But yeah, it's a pretty you know it just has really high
0: stakes. Do do you feel are you self analytical to a point where like when you see this film do you say this is the best work I've done? Or do <laughs> no.
1: You... No. I I think it no, but I do you know, after I saw Whiplash it kind of what it did for me, I was like, I liked, you know, seeing kind of that grit and, you know, a little bit of that, you know, I guess that drive and stuff. But it did, after that, I was like, I want to do some more, you know, kind of like more masculine stuff and more, you know, kind of leading, you know, man stuff. And so, yeah, so from Whiplash, I mean, I signed on for this, you know, this boxing movie. Right. Bleed for this, that's, you know, that's, you know, it's like a Whiplash kind of a way. It's this really, you know, incredible true story, this underdog and, This guy coming back from, you know, uh, an incredible injury that broke your vertebrae in his neck, and he comes back a year later and is, you know, fighting for a world title. Right. And it's just insane. So I like, um, yeah, I kind of saw myself with that, and I was like, okay, that's cool. But, yeah, I don't want to play like a young kid, you know, anymore. And sometimes you don't need to ask for permission. Sometimes you just need to say these are the kind of roles that Right. I want
0: to do. Well, because, yeah, you kind of like, it seems like you put in your time with some of the 20-something kind of like comedies. Right. And now thanks Absolutely, to... Absolutely, I
1: think so, yeah. Right? You know, maybe, you know, but that was just growing up, I saw, when I was in high school, it was like The Girl Next Door was a big movie for me and my buddies and super bad. And so you want to make, at least for me, I wanted to make a rated R comedy that yeah. hopefully would, you know, kind of have that same, same appeal and... and and that's another thing I realized is, well, you know, it's just some movies don't do as well as as you right. think they're gonna do. But also, I've realized is like as an actor, you have such little to do with the final product, there's such little control over the final product. Right? You know, it really needs to be in. in uh, not that you know, it just there's such a little bit is, is in your hands that so yeah. many people mess with it, especially when you're doing a studio film. I yeah. mean, Even so many people have an opinion on, you know, the the character and. Even down to the clothes you're wearing and all this stuff, and and so, yeah. You, you,
0: I don't you, know. you you mentioned the studio stuff. Can we can we talk about what happened the other day? Did you get yeah. a, Did you get a call from the, the studio after? No, no. These I didn't get a
1: call from the studio. I got a call from you know my agent. So then I and I read it when it first kind of surfaced a long time ago. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, that that doesn't sound like what you meant. It to sound like what I said. Yeah, really, what I said. Even and and so then. So, you know, it's so just, just
0: for context, can I just like, so basically yeah. there was this article where you talk a little bit about um, t- taking whiplash at a time when maybe, uh, and, and, and I can't remember the precise wording in the article, yeah, but it, says, it, it says, says
1: that I was, I, you know, I did Divergent for business reasons. Right. And that Divergent, or Whiplash came at a time that I was dead inside. Right. And that's not it at all, I mean... At You're the, always dead inside. Yeah, that's the, yeah that's exactly. The that's the thing, I'm always <laughs> dead inside. And really, Ooh. it's only <laughs> through the good grace of... of Light and, and cigarettes that I
0: get going. A little life comes yeah. bubbling out.
1: No, I mean, for, you know, for the, for the what Lynn said, she was like, so she was interested in why I did Divergent a smaller part after you know taking on some of these bigger right. parts. And I said, well, you know, it was a it was a combination of reasons. I you know they sold me on kind of playing this villain, uh, working with Shailene Woodley again, working with Neil Berger again, uh, great. Cast and producers, and yeah, it would give me an opportunity to play for an international audience. Totally. Those were the business reasons that every actor you have to take into account because not, you know, it's not like you're getting every script that's going to be, you know, playing at festivals and getting, you know, standing ovations. Yeah. It's like everything's, you know, different. And, and so those were the business reasons. But at the end of the day, if it wasn't, if Shailene wasn't in it, if the script wasn't, like, good, if I didn't see it as, you know a, a worthy you know venture in my career it also gave me an opportunity the reason why I did it really f- besides all that other stuff is like give me a chance to get in shit right because I had never played a character with any kind of physical uh, really any kind of physical you know momentum or any kind of physical activity yeah and so that was that was really why and then but the way she framed it, it made it sound like I did for money which right. I've never uh, I'm very proud of my resume I, I've, I can honestly say I've, I've steered my resume In a way that most young actors don't get a chance to do yeah most time you're just working to work like i got buddies doing you know whatever venture they're doing it's made for tv movie or all these different things where they wanted everybody wants to do shakespeare you you want to do these you know check off you want to do just the great pieces and it's hard to find yeah so so yes she kind of framed it in a way and then the dead inside i was like oh shit man i was like i was not dead inside i was just you're tired yeah yeah the year before i did four movies and then uh Diverging, I did, you know, I did get a job, spectacular now. Two night stand awkward moment. Awkward moment ended ended January. I was in Chicago at boot camp for Divergent in March, and that was a four-month shoot, and I mm-hmm. was just burnt out, man. And that's the uh, and so that's you know really what it was. But yeah, the way she framed it was like um, you know, I did a move for money and then I was ungrateful and that was right. you know, or at least that's the kind of some of the response I was getting from divergent fans. Where they're like, I got this one tweet, it was so have funny. the, have it's the like, princesses you. They're like, fuck your face, divergence better than your life. And I was like.
0: Extreme. <laughs> oh, Maybe true. We don't know. It's Favorite. Hard to tell. <laughs> fuck my face. <laughs> Another fanboy. Okay.
1: Yeah. So you know, and then other people are like, oh, I love your candidness. I'm like, it's really, it's neither. Yeah. Like, it's just, it was uh you know framed poorly and
0: do you learn something that. from that because i mean in our many conversations you are when I mean, one of the things i always enjoy talking to you is yeah. that you're you're super candid you just yeah. it's not there's no artifice well
1: and, and even honestly like my you know right after that uh, my publicist released a statement because i was out of town i was in like hawaii for my dad's birthday and just the way it stopped she tried to plug it and, and basically just said you know i'm very sorry for my words and stuff and i got so upset because i was like don't like I own my words. I, yeah. I'm I'm confident with the person that I am. I know that I'm a good person. I I've never, you know, tried to sense myself and I and I know the reasons why I did the movie. I don't I don't need to apologize for my words because I feel like those are not my words. Right. So you know, but it's no, I, I and I do think that's something that people appreciate, you know, about me, at least in interviews, is that they feel like it's a real person. And right. I am very candid and I don't you know, that I'm not I don't have any like ulterior motives or anything yeah. and, and
0: you know? Well, that takes work to have yeah. ulterior remote all the time to always be thinking on that level. It's like, why not just be in the moment and like right. trust that you are a smart enough guy that like you're saying intelligent things and right. like, whatever. Um, but at
1: the end of the day, when it's you know when someone's transcribing it, yeah. you know it's really in the journalist's hands to kind of maintain at least if it's maybe you did say something, but at least kind of I think maintain the tone of it. Or, right. Or then, and so
0: that's why this is going out raw. This is just yeah, this is just miles right out
1: there. I like that.
0: <laughs> Vomit it all out. Right. I like um, that. We talked. We've talked so many times about Fantastic Four before it was happening. All the rumors that were going in. Yeah. Um, Talk to me about like, what the process was like well, before I told you... you
1: the whole movie. No, you didn't. at the you're, bar You're You're lying. I told you the whole <laughs> thing, Josh. You were so drunk you don't remember it, but that's, that's not true. my fault. I have it's a pro- your viewer's fault. I have a problem. You were so drunk <laughs> that you cannot remember the entire plot. All I remember is... Yeah. You're, you're, no, look, I play the Human Torch. <laughs> uh, you know, Michael B's in it, and... and that's all you
0: remember at this point? Yeah, story. that's all I remember. <laughs>
1: what was the audition process they like? They all blur together. The audition process, I... You know, I'd I had met when I was filming that awkward moment with Mike. Like he knew that he was playing the Human Torch at that point. Yeah. Him and Josh really bonded on Chronicle, and they, you know, came up with it. And, yeah, I I, th- I think it's great. I mean, it's a, it's a big it is a big thing that, that, that you're you're changing the race of a character, and yeah. and it's like yeah, you know, why wouldn't he? you know, Why couldn't the Human Torch be black? Right. Like, It's all these characters were kind of spawned in this time that you know, you know, the racism and the social awareness and everything was just so. Uh, like one-sided right. you know and, and very kind of tunnel vision but but uh yeah for this i you know i ended up meeting josh you know like a year before and you know script kind of going through some stuff and and just trying to figure it out and then i yeah i just you know i tested for for the role of reed richards i think i'm the only person that that uh, that did but absolutely it took a lot of convincing i mean yeah. for me with reed richards i know josh really had to and Josh did for all the characters, man. For Jamie, uh, he really vouched for. it. For Mike, he was like, "This is my guy from the bat," and he was very specific on who he wanted to play these characters. Yeah. So did, yeah, he kind of I was his guy for it.
0: Did you test with Kate?
1: Uh, yes, I did. Yeah.
0: And and were you? I mean, did he ask you for your input after those auditions, or was it all? No, reviews? I mean, yeah.
1: well, no, okay, you know, and I wouldn't want that on you. No, exactly. I yeah. Sometimes I'll mess with Kate. But I, I watched your audition tape too, and it was like very good. <laughs> Subtle but big, you know? It's like no, it, that makes actors feel uncomfortable. Yeah, you know, if yeah, other no, people totally. are kinda of watching working. And, and Josh actually was very he would he has this thing where he doesn't want the actors to he doesn't want another actor to be at the monitor if you're watching like another actor's scene. Oh and he doesn't allow that. Make him self Yeah, Which is fine but, but you know, for me I love I just love I love watching other people act. You know, that's yeah. that's what's nice about kind of being on set too. A lot of times, just seeing
0: sure.
1: s- scenes that you're not in.
0: Was it? I'm just curious because i I'm, obviously we can't talk details, but just like, was it tough to keep that a grounded take? Like when you're playing someone known as Mister Fantastic, or someone's playing someone named Doctor Doom. Yeah.
1: Well, I, I guess you know what we tried to what we're trying to do with this movie is to really show uh you know these as 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 people you know there's obviously everybody knows them the stretchy guy and this and that and they throw the suits on but you know hopefully you can kind of
0: before that show the person
1: you know behind that and and so and and to me there was really no difference of playing and i'm turns i'm talking in terms like the prepper how i felt shooting it between playing you know andrew neiman and whiplash and playing reed richards because Mm -hmm. it all feels like, um, you know, a, a scene is a scene, and and hopefully, you, when you're playing this character, you're in your head. You're not like, I'm oh, Mister Fantastic, because <laughs> if I was like that, I'd be, I'd just be talking like this. Is that like, the voice you're
0: using? That's a i mean, yo, Mister
1: Fantastic. <laughs> like, what are you kidding me? yo, Sue Storm, o, where are you? Check out my arms yeah. here. They're I'm like stretching like a crazy. <laughs> like, I look like a spaghetti. Come on, you know. So it's. No, but uh, but as soon as I got the role, yeah, I did get a uh, Mr. Fantastic, you know, chain that I <laughs> throw on and I drive a red Corvette
0: as that, you should, that,
1: uh, and I make everybody call me Mr. No, <laughs> so. nah, but that is hopefully a, Toby doesn't make everybody cool call
0: him uh, Doctor Doom. I that bet would
1: be... Toby would be into that. <laughs>
0: you know Toby's,
1: Toby? a, Toby's a very, I think he's, I think people are really gonna dig what he did with that. He's just a, he's a, a good actor.
0: He's amazing in that. Do you have did you seen Dawn that. of the Planet of the Apes yet?
1: Uh, I did see that, yeah.
0: He's amazing in I that I mean,
1: episode. the apes are where it's at. Right? Yeah, the apes are it's very interesting. You need
0: to get in on that ape action, man. That's the well, next thing. Well, him and
1: Jamie Bell have the motion capture thing kind of locked up. Them and so Andy Serkis, like, the trio, yeah. Yeah, so I'm just not even...
0: <laughs> don't bother.
1: Yeah, it's that party's already full. I <laughs> don't need me.
0: Let's go down memory land for a second, while because I did exhaustive I research.
1: We you just, love memory lane. That's your favorite, favorite lane to go down. It's my favorite. <laughs> memory and Wisteria.
0: <laughs> the, um, the, uh, the first um, IMDB thing I could find of you, and I found it on YouTube, is speaking, we spoke about Jeremy Renner when you walked in. Last uh, week's podcast guest. Uh, the was, Unusuals. The Unusuals. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah. You're a perp. He's bringing you in. Yeah. Was that the first gig?
1: First I ever did, yeah. And I almost didn't do it because it was, it was on spring break of my senior year of college. And I literally had already booked a house in Key West with my buddies. It was like a tradition for us. And I was talking to my manager being like, yeah, you know, but I already put a deposit down and like, you know, it's my senior year, man. (laughs) It's my senior year. And then after just a little convincing, uh, actually a lot of convincing on his part, I guess, I, I was just like, yeah, you're right. I have to do this. But that was awesome. Man. It was Jeremy and
0: and uh, Amber Tamblyn, yeah, yeah. Harold Perrineau, Adam Goldberg. That show had a crazy, crazy cast. Crazy <laughs>
1: cast. Too many characters. Too many good actors. Honestly, because for a thirty-minute show, there's just not enough. Yeah. Not enough uh, real estate there. But for yeah, but Jeremy, I will say, you know, uh, just super cool guy. And I used to ride the van home with him. And he, I remember asking him on set, I was just like. hey, because you know, I knew who he was from SWAT and yeah, sure. you know different things, and I was just like, "Do you have anything else, you know, coming up?" Or what do you got? And he said, "Yeah, I did this film, uh, it's The Hurt Locker. It's doing the festival circuit. We'll see what happens." Crazy. So even Jeremy Renner was on a canceled TV show in 2009. I had
0: right then before that it.
1: fall, Hurt Locker picks up all that steam, wins you know Best Picture. And then Jerry Renner's, you know, back-to-back Oscar nominations and it's crazy. and Mission Impossible. It's like see you later.
0: It's uh, I love actors like that. Like I spoke to him. And I spoke to like Fastbender recently. The guys that like come like out of, seemingly out of nowhere in like their early or mid thirties, and it's like where yeah. the f- where the hell they've been? But
1: that's the best time for an actor is your is your thirties and really your forties. I mean yeah. I don't think Penn like won an Oscar or whatever. So he was like forty two. So right. It just you know the young guys they you you don't really they're pretty disposable and people don't take them seriously. Right. You have to. Really, kind of hang around for a while and right. and grow before they're gonna, you know, do anything. You have to have a beard, which I'm already <laughs> screwed because I don't grow beards.
0: Would, you, you, you know you've I mean? never grown a beard? No,
1: I can't grow a beard. I'm really? trying there's to grow a lot, there's a mustache. Something going on, yeah. There's a little something for because um, for Vinnie Pazienza, that's yeah. like his. I mean, that was one of his trademarks was his stash. Right. So I have to. So the director Ben Younger's like, grow it out for you know a little while and then we'll see.
0: Right. This is six months growth right yeah, now. Yeah, this
1: is. <laughs> I started
0: this on rabbit hole actually. So. It's, like, it's about to kick into another gear yeah, though, I feel like I was it's really
1: coming in strong. Now. <laughs> People say something about No Shave November, so I'm thinking that's going to be a catalyst for this thing. Nice.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned, uh, so Rabbit Hole obviously is the first film and the, and the yeah. one that really propelled you. Yeah. What do you remember, I mean, Nicole, Aaron Eckhart, who's, who's also a very like intense I'm actor. I'm working
1: with him on, uh, on Bleed for this. Oh, no he's kidding. Playing my, he's playing this guy, Kevin Rooney, who was Tyson's like old trainer. I've heard of of course. Killed, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Aaron's got to gain some weight for this part, which he's not too happy about.
0: After he got ripped for that Frankenstein movie, he must be resentful about that. No comment.
1: I don't know. John was in that too.
0: But he's he's an intense performer. Don't bite performer. the hand that feeds you. <laughs> exactly.
1: I've learned that in the last few days. I'm just kidding.
0: The new models. But, uh,
1: but no, what I remember about that movie is just uh, so. First of all, every, we didn't rehearse any of it, yeah. and I was not allowed on set if I was. Not filming because of just the nature of it. And Nicole and, and Aaron and everybody was pretty much in character the whole time, more or less. And they were like, you know, the dressing rooms were the bedrooms in the house. And John Cameron Mitchell was like sleeping in the house overnight and had to be coddled at the end of the day. Because he was just, couldn't release all the emotion from the day. <laughs> wow. and John's such a sense of, you know, awesome guy. But uh, what I remember about that movie is, you know, I do the first, first day of filming and, and Nicole you know, looks at me and she says, hey, you know, great first day filming Miles. And I was like, oh, you know, thanks. Bye, Nicole. And, you know, that was so cool. And then the next day I show up and it's in the morning and I think they had already shot a scene and, and I see Nicole and I'm just like, uh, hey, hey, Nicole, good morning. And she just looks at me and... like walked away. And I was like, oh my God. did that?" I, I was like, I don't... I was talking to the producers. I was like, I don't know the etiquette. Can I not... Do not talk to the actors when they're, you know, kind of preparing. I, I'm so I'm sorry. It's like, no, she's just... She's just kind of in you know in character and it, you know it's fine but I thought that I had you know, kind of messed up and then other than that the first day of filming I remember you know I met Aaron Eckhart on action and it's the scene where I come to give her the comic book right and Aaron sees me in the house and he's like you know you need to show some goddamn respect what is that it's a comic book why are you coming to my house give me a fucking comic book and uh the director just told Aaron to that it was my first film and that I was very nervous and to like scare me but I just remember, literally, I can still see, I'm standing there and I'm looking at Aaron Edgar and I'm looking at Nicole Kidman in this scene and I'm just like... Out of body experience. i you know, just looking little. at him just, and I'm like, that's Harvey Dent and then <laughs> Nicole says something to me so I look at her and i was just looking and, and then i hear cut and i was like oh my god i'm so sorry i was not
0: so you didn't say your liner or did you no i
1: don't even know if there was a line but it was just i was so not in it yeah and it's very hard i think it's impossible not to and that still happens man i'm gonna wor- you know i just worked with kate winslet and yeah right. i feel like i have you know i feel like i i can at least be in the same yeah. room you and, have a seat, you know, table, yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> a seat at the table but yeah i've done it yeah like way in the back you know and people are wondering why i'm there sometimes but uh but, you no, know, it's impossible to do movies with, with people that you've seen your whole life and yeah. to not have that, uh, to not see that, to not, to not just be able to see this, you know, this kind of celebrity, really. Yeah. So, I, yeah, that was tough. And I thought I was blowing it. And I I went upstairs and I literally gave myself like a pep talk. I was able to kind of remove myself from the anxiety and just be able to say, you know, like, you're here for a reason. And... You know, you're you're a trained actor, and they all have to memorize their lines and, and right. do the scene work. So just like go down there and, and kind of trust your yeah, But yeah, I, I felt like I was thrown to the wolves because there was no rehearsal, and no right. none of the actors were talking to me. And
0: that's an exceptionally unusual circumstance. Yeah, up, clearly.
1: Yeah, it was not like you know, it was not like you
0: know, project X. You right. know? <laughs> it's like you show
1: up on set. and there's a party. And what um? Sometimes they film.
0: <laughs> right. What, what, what type of actors do you tend to? Admire or look up to the most. I mean, in terms of uh, like the way they approach work or the the kind of careers that they craft. Yeah, I
1: mean, I like uh, I like actors that kind of bounce around between comedy and, and drama. Whether it's Philip Seymour Hoffman or or Tom Hanks or um you know Dustin Hoffman.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: Kate Winslet.
0: Do you feel like the celebrity aspect of it because this is something like even in the couple years where i've been talking to you fast Bender's man ben i thought
1: prometheus it. he was so so good awesome um yeah pen yeah leo leo's a guy who you know when i was first kind of coming up uh i was like that's a that's a career that i or not a career but his choices is stuff that i like because he really challenged himself from from an early age and when i was doing you know when i did so he did catch me if you can at age I think like 27 and right. and that's right around you know where I'm at. But uh,
0: are you setting kind of like markers for yourself? Like, are you goal oriented a little said, bit?
1: You know, I, it's not like at this age you know I need to do this, but I I did make a conscious effort to say yeah I, I kind of want more uh, leading man, more masculine you know stuff. Gosling, you know, I, it seemed like he kind of made that clear clear yeah. choice too. You know, because he was coming up with. You know, the smiley guy and all this stuff, and then.
0: Well, yeah, because you can get into the, like the, the wise ass friend if you're not if you're not too careful.
1: Right, and that's you know, and that's kind of for a while. That's you know, when I first started, you know, an awkward moment played a you know, supporting thing, and uh, but yeah, with Footloose, I you know played the part of Willard, which I played that part in high school. That was like my first, right. my first play I ever did was Footloose. I played Willard, but yeah, you start to think, am I always only going to get the sides for the supporting character because right. I'm not. If I had a dollar for every time I read, you know, not traditionally good looking, not <laughs> conventionally good looking, I'm like, screw you, I have a hot girlfriend who disagrees with you. so
0: I'm Mr. Fantastic, yeah, and I have a hot girlfriend. Mr.
1: Fantastic, my girlfriend's smoking hot, can do a 100 push ups. It's like.
0: what do you see the boxing you know, movie? Yeah. What do you see me in a spandex yeah. outfit? Right.
1: <laughs> so, you know, but it's, uh, you know, and also I just want to surprise people. Like, I don't think, you know, even when the director offered me, you know, to play Vinny Pazienza. I. You know, I said yes, obviously, because I, I just knew how powerful a script it was and what a tremendous yeah. opportunity it is to play a boxer with, especially with Scorsese, like producing. It's just, you know, kind of a no-brainer. But at the time, I was like, has you seen me without my shirt on? Like, it's not pretty, man. <laughs> and, uh, but, yeah, you, you know, that's it's what it is. That's why I like doing, you. as people are commenting on this project, it's like I've already yeah done, you know, this, they're like, Smile's going to be this fast-talking, smart-ass, whatever, and then... When do
0: you see what I already yeah, got? Yeah, it's like I've yeah. already,
1: you know, done this stuff. And, and at the end of the day, you do do it for yourself. Like, there's if you, if you try and please, you know, people with, with all your stuff, it's just not, uh, you're always going to be frustrated because I don't know what other people want. I just know, right. you know what I
0: want. Have you met Scorsese yet?
1: And that's a burger. I haven't had <laughs> a car in, nope. in six months. The is locked here. Uh, yeah, I did meet him. I met him at Waffle Wall Street. He was kind of doing some rounds in L.A. And I met him at, a. it was like an Armani party that was... You know, for for Martin Scorsese, and and when I talked to him, he was literally talking to me like I was, whatever the lead in a film that he was producing. Man, he was t- he was like, yeah, you know, I'm kind of doing some stuff uh, this summer, but he's like, but um yeah, what well, can we get together in August? I mean, yeah, good, so we'll get together in August. And he was just, I was like, this is so awesome. So this cool. guy with like an incredible, whatever. It's Martin Scorsese, t- and he, we're just having a very um, present, yeah, work conversation. That yeah, you know, it was great. But that's the people, I guess, that make it, the people that are very you know, humble and, and don't have any kind of an ego. Yeah,
0: well he's the anomaly too. Of like Because you know, filmmakers don't tend to be that both prolific and just still accomplished. I mean, Wolf of Wall Street, Everybody, a lot of people said this, but it, it felt like a 30-year-old with something to prove made that movie, not right, a guy right, in right. his 70s. It's crazy. Right. Um, how are you negotiating the whole, the whole celebrity aspect? I mean, I would think after, Di- did Divergent feel like it changed things? <laughs> Divergent changed things because teenage
1: girls are terrifying in large numbers. So that, I mean, that was really, I guess, where my popularity reached anything other than, you know, I, I've i done a couple of movies where it's like, yeah, if I'm at a bar, people want to buy me shots, right. you know, and that's cool that's because a good I like to drink, yeah. you know what I mean? And I don't like to buy my shots, so that's, that's cool. A win-win. Yeah, exactly, I'm like a pretty girl for once, and that <laughs> was nice, and but no, but it, you know, it, it did just kind of, you know, give this more, uh, a bigger kind of awareness, and I absolutely can't go to shopping malls anymore because of, like I said, teenage girls are terrifying.
0: And you can't go to Hot Topic anymore. That's yeah, off can,
1: the list. I know. Which Where am I going to get my band T-shirts? <laughs> it's literally the only place no, the I internet, can go. Can, that can stuff order. gives me kind of anxiety now, but, you know, it's... Uh, for, the, for the most part, though, I haven't had a movie that's... Because even that movie, it's like, I'm glad I'm not Theo. I'm glad I didn't have Theo's part in that movie right. because that's a different... You know that's a different kind of reaction but um you know at first when I was starting out I wanted to have you know because I was watching Shia come up you know when I was in when I was in college and so I was like oh I just need to get like a coming-of-age film like Disturbia and then some big director will see me want to make me like freaking movie star and then that's it and I'm so glad that didn't happen that way I'm so glad I at that every movie I've done you know hasn't done like extremely well to where each movie has kind of given me you know or or has introduced me to like you know a slightly different demographic audience and so yeah i mean i'm i I can walk down the street i'm not you know i haven't gone to that level yet maybe fantastic four kind of changes if that movie does some serious box office and and uh and yeah but i i still want to be i don't know I, i i don't feel i don't feel different and i always want to i mean having a film at a film festival, that's my favorite part of this business. Yeah. I love doing something that you just care so much about and then you, know, you did it for no budget and, and then just seeing it. That you know, kind of take off, you wanna see something get traction, that's exciting. Yeah,
0: right? every time I'm nodding at you now, I'm self-conscious about trying not to wink.
1: Well, it is possible to nod without I, winking. I have, Josh. I've been doing that. Most. You're just the kind of guy who throws it in there like it was it's a an bonus. accident. Yeah. It's, it seemed like you deserved it. It's a bonus. It. Yeah, it is a bonus. Yeah.
0: <laughs> After a Fantastic right. Four, you're going to get a lot of special winks. Oh, from I'm sure I will.
1: Have you been to Comic Con? <laughs> <laughs> Those dudes are excited. I, I see some every once in a while. I see someone with a Fantastic Four shirt on, and I, you know, I want to say like, Oh
0: yeah, <laughs> I'm Reed
1: Richards. The big thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just yeah. to kind of but then they'll start just blowing my mind with questions and trivia right. I don't like, know I don't know I did it for money <laughs> we're
0: not going to take that out of context Um, what's the next one with Damien that you're going to do I'm Damien I'm doing a, it's
1: this film called La La Land and it's a musical set in, in LA in, right. uh, in La La and it's with Emma Watson and it's a very cool you know it's a love story but it, it just deals with um I don't know, I play a musician, I'm a pianist, and she's an actress, and it's one of these things where it's like you meet somebody, and you're in L.A., and you're surrounded, you think you're in the entertainment capital of the world, and you're so close to making it, and you meet somebody, and you share that passion, and you think you're in love, and this is the love of your life, and you're gonna make it together, and then maybe that doesn't happen as it does with 99% of people that move out to L.A. to try and, right. know, to try and make it, and, but it's you know it's a song, it's a mu- proper musical, and they'll be singing and dancing, and, and, and cool, you know, numbers it'll be some classic jazz stuff but very you know modern and i'm sure because damien's making it, it'll have like a baby fincher aspect to <laughs> right, it. right 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 so yeah i mean honestly i, t- I tell people this but it's it's true if, if damien were to tell me that he was doing a movie in march and you know he didn't have a script yet, he was still working on it and but uh you know what i do it? and I, w- I would say yes because i just feel very i feel very confident in in damien's Talent, man, the guy's yeah, just really... It's somebody to bet on And, the that's future, what you, and yeah. you always look for that. You look at, you know, actors that kind of, you know, find a director that uh, really works well for them, whether it's, you know, Michael B. with Kugler with or, right. or, you know, uh, Gosling with Derek.
0: See in France. Yeah, see
1: yep. in France. It's just, I think it's nice. And yeah. why wouldn't you want to work with somebody that you have a, you know, familiarity with? Totally. Like, why would I, why do I just keep coming back to you, Josh?
0: Because I'm home. I'm a comfort food. You are. I didn't want to put the words in your mouth, but thats you're I like, feel like my, that's...
1: You're like my matzo ball soup.
0: <laughs> matzo ball soup is not is very this tasty.
1: A <laughs> is Ellen Page? The tiny little detail. That thing was so funny. Wasn't that great? You can check the fingerprints on top of the shelf.
0: <laughs> can you see if my arms could only reach. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Kate, who knew? She's an undiscovered comedy star.
1: Yeah, she's fun. It's Kate's just she's just a uh, she's just a very cool girl. She
0: actually just did a little comedy bit for me, and I was in L.A. Was, I know she's game for insanity. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so talk to me. Okay, so oh, and so Emma in that too. That's crazy. Yeah. Have you met with her? Have you started uh, singing with with some ballads Danian, with her.
1: I was like hungover. I think I just come <laughs> back from Vegas or something, and she's you know, so proper. Right. And she's and never had a drink in her no, life. Probably. She, now <laughs> no, she went to college. She went, <laughs> No, she was great, and you know I think we're both excited. I think we're both nervous because, you know, despite singing and, and doing it in the shower, and you know I've not done a musical doing since what in high the school. Oh,
0: oh, singing in the shower. Doing I... singing in the. <laughs> I have not. I have a certain wink there. Yeah. I
1: haven't. You know, I haven't done a musical since high school. Yeah. Even though I in part of my college training I did have to take jazz ballet tap, and I did have to to sing. It's that's a. That is a muscle, absolutely, that you have to, you know, practice and work on. But I'm excited to get back into piano because I've I've always felt pretty comfortable at a piano. Yeah. But, yeah.
0: It does seem like each of these roles, I mean, I don't know if it's conscious or unconscious. Like, it's like there's a skill set that you're, like, trying, like, whether it's changing your body or acquiring a skill for a time, like that's part of the the, yeah, the, the, I've, the I've, fun
1: yeah I've always been pretty diverse in that I you know I played sports but I was also in drama and I also you know as my, my dad describes it as you know because you know we're we're tellers like we're the tellers you know so obviously <laughs> so but he says a trademark of the teller is that you're pretty good at every bar game but you're not great at any of it <laughs> but you can you can handle yourself in all darts ping-pong right pool and and yeah, I've, I've just I've always had an interest for a lot of stuff, and you want to feel like you're good at. You, you kind of want to be good at everything, and then you realize, oh, I'm never going to be as good at guitar as that guy right. or this. And then you kind of find the stuff that that keeps you occupied and, and that you enjoy doing.
0: You just need to look good for thirty seconds in a take, and then and so, then that's it. That's it. It's permanent.
1: <laughs> exactly. I mean, that really is like a, a great great thing because you can do one thing and. And then it's it's there, it's there forever.
0: So is there, uh, is there a bar game that I shouldn't... Except
1: for VHSs. Those are done. If you, if you <laughs> made a movie back. that's on VHS... Sorry, like, guys. Nobody will ever see it.
0: <laughs> Fantastic Four is coming yeah. direct to VHS, I thought, Which is a strange uh, move by Fox. It's coming
1: direct. It really just downloads right to your brain as soon as, <laughs> we, as, soon as it comes out.
0: What, what's Video the,
1: on demand and brain.
0: <laughs> what's the instantly. bar game I should not then challenge you to? Ping pong.
1: Oh, oh, yeah. Really? I
0: You're a ringer? Too, yeah.
1: You know, I don't know, but then I meet some people that are like, oh, no, I'm really good at ping-pong, and, and then you play them, and they are. so. Um,
0: you go with ping-pong, you don't call table tennis.
1: Pool, uh, my buddy always used to beat me, and we used to play for, we used to go to this place called Manatee Lanes, obviously, because I'm from Florida, and right. I was from, lived in the Manatee capital world. And we used to always play for, like, uh, Taco Bell and maybe, like, a beer. I say this, I'm in high school, but it was like, <laughs> you know. And, he yeah, he always beat me in that. But ping pong, I'm, I'm pretty good in. Okay. I'm actually really good in beer pong.
0: I've, I've heard of this game.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it you combines your two great that, loves, ping pong yeah, and beer. Right, except there's no... It really has nothing to New do
0: with ping, ping pong, pong, not really. Except for
1: maybe you play on some old warped <laughs> right. table that's right. like...
0: Have you created a whole game center in the Palatial Teller Estate that's, I'm sure, building up from the ground that they're erecting? My
1: estate is with two buddies from high school. You're living with that a couple at friends? At any given time, there's... Probably a Pizza Hut box on the counter and sriracha in somewhere it shouldn't be, like your bathroom. You know what I mean? So I'm not. I'm moving out. <laughs> I was gonna say, and they you, might had, find out and you have the now, girlfriend still? Out in February. Okay. Oh no. Yeah, no. It's, it's a the good end of an thing. era for yeah, you. Yeah, it's too. a good thing. It's like you just need
0: it's, it's drugs. Your time. It's time. <laughs> I, man,
1: I left. That's a sideways. Story.
0: <laughs> what uh, a. New York versus L.A., you've spent time in both. Where do you yeah, come down? Yeah, you
1: know, I love, when I first moved to L.A., I, I I hated it because I was looking for the things in New York. I was looking for life and, you know, and tenacity and, and art and culture and all this stuff. And not that L.A. doesn't have that, but you have to really kind of find it. And It's a big city, and, and you don't see people walking around. You don't have that kind of instant, right? just human interaction, energy and all that. And uh, But what I love about L.A. now is that I do find it to be just so... Relaxing, such a place uh, for, like, neutral and a great place to kind of recharge. Totally. Because it is, you know, everybody talks about the weather, but, yeah, when it's 72 degrees outside and sunny every day, it's like, you know, that's nice. And and uh, I'm traveling so much that I don't want to, you know, I don't know if I could come back to New York after, you know, just being somewhere, traveling for so much and, and really unwind. Although right. I do, you know, ideally I would like to have a place on both coasts. So we'll see if I can you know figure it all out figure it all out yeah. but yeah they're, they're both you know every time i come back to new york i'm like oh, it's the best come it's on. the best city in the world it really is and i've only been to three other <laughs> cities but new york is my favorite right tampa <laughs> toronto and new york
0: are in the top three
1: no, I mean, that the yeah no, I, I, uh, <laughs> I just went to europe for the first time i've never even been to europe paris for this Deauville Film Festival, we went to Paris first, and, and I love Paris, but even I mean, I just New York, you can't you yeah. can't beat it. Except for in the if, except for in the winter, then you can. There's it's very easy to beat it. It's not like <laughs> there's a
0: caveat. Somebody like oh, it's
1: so pretty around Christmas time. That's what tourists say. Like no, right. once you're it depends on your walk. Like I used to have to walk twenty. You know, it was like a 20 minute walk to school every day and it's just the wind, once the wind starts whipping down.
0: The extremes here are not good. The, the yeah. dog days of August ends and the, the harshest days of winter. Suck. Right. Do you want to take a dip into the hat? Yeah, random question or this? two? They're random questions. One or two and then I'll let you uh, work out for six hours whatever you're doing today.
1: Yeah, were you ever grounded in for what? Oh, My whole life. Oh, I was always one. getting in trouble, man. I, um,
0: pff, shit. I, What's the longest? What was the worst infraction?
1: There's a couple. I mean, one. I would get. I would just always get caught for stuff like I. I was always an idiot. I'd go drinking in high school, and I would just keep beer cans in my, or keep beer tabs in my pockets. So like obviously you were drinking. I'm like, uh, yeah. But one year for Christmas, they were putting like a speaker system in my trunk of my car, and so they had to take my car to Best Buy to do it. And they opened the trunk, and there's just like a ton of natural light boxes. So there was that also stupidly. Me and my buddies went, because somebody told us, like, you can just dress up in a Little League uniform and, and go around asking for donations and people <laughs> pay you. So I typed up this letter saying, you know, we're from Lakanto whatever, and we're accepting donations for this tournament, this, like, weightlifting tournament, and typed it up and signed it. We, me and my two buddies went door to door and made, like, 150 bucks. And then I went <laughs> to one door, and the guy recognized me from baseball, knew it wasn't whatever season we were saying we were doing, and uh, got in trouble for that because that's like, and then we had to go, our parents made us go door to door and return them and and tell people we're sorry for for stealing from that the walk of
0: shame. Uh, I was wondering why you were dressed like a little league baseball player right now, and, right. and have your hand out.
1: Right. Uh, well, dude, a lot of a lot of people work here. Uh, <laughs> there's some serious coin to be made.
0: Okay. Tell her. And tell I just get small shirts
1: right now because I'm working on You're a,
0: accentuating yeah. every curve. Right. Yeah.
1: exactly. am lack up because I've had to since April. I've lost 20 pounds.
0: Crazy man. Yeah. What's the workout like?
1: It's just a lot says a lot I mean so much of its diet, yeah like it really is. But yeah, I'm down to I think I'm at like ten percent body fat and hundred you know like sixty eight pounds and by the time the movie starts I'll be down to like one sixty five and you know like six percent body fat.
0: Boxers When you're in that there's probably nothing else you're thinking of. You're like, Oh I'm thinking the- about
1: a ton of stuff. I'm thinking about Taco Bell and like <laughs> a beach and all kinds of stuff, man. Like
0: I'll, But it is, I mean to for
1: an actor to even fake like a boxer, yeah. You have to be in such a regiment, it's like these guys, the work ethic of a professional fighter is unlike anything you've ever seen. Yeah. And it's, if I had that, if I wanted to do that, I would do that for like, I don't, I'm an actor. So I like to do it for a little bit and then check out. But this has been kind of since April that I've been, nice. you know, slowly starting to, to transform.
0: Transform before our eyes, buddy. Uh, congratulations, honestly, cool. on, on Whiplash. It's one of my favorites of the year. And you, you and JK are just. Fucking awesome, and, uh, Thank you. Uh, good luck the rest of the way, and uh, I'll see you soon, buddy. Cool. Thanks, man. Awesome.